What's going on, Far Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how's everybody doing this Friday? Yep, we are one week closer to the release of Kenobi. And I have to say that this week went by pretty fast, but it always feels like that at the end of the week for some reason. Okay, let's get to the story before I start rambling. Because when we left off yesterday, Xana and Set had just landed at the prison. The prison that Sarah was holding Bane at. So let's see what's gonna happen next. And how do we do that? By dropping the intro. <laughs> In normal circumstances, Xana would have certainly felt the other presences just as he had. But Set knew she was focused on one thing, finding Bane. With her mind concentrating so intently on pinpointing the exact location of her master, it was possible she might not notice anyone else. Not until she was virtually right on top of them. Set hesitated, uncertain what he should do. Did Xana need his help? If she did, would he bother? If you want to bail, this is your best chance. Just jump into that shuttle and fly on out of here. If he left and Xana died, it was unlikely anyone else would ever know he had been here. He wouldn't have to worry about her master coming after him. He could pretend none of this ever happened. If Xana survived, however, he had no doubt that she'd come looking for revenge. And since he wouldn't be around to see the final outcome of her confrontation with Bane, he'd have to spend the rest of his days looking over his shoulder just in case. Not much different from what you do now. You've managed to stay one step ahead of the Jedi all these years. How much harder can it be to stay one step ahead of the Sith at the same time? But there were other considerations. If he left, he was throwing away the chance to learn from Xana. She was stronger than he was, much stronger. She could teach him things he'd never learned from anyone else. It wasn't easy to turn his back on that kind of power. Torn between the two options, Set tried to extend his awareness out even farther in the hope of learning more. He was already approaching the limits of his abilities, but he knew this was the most important decision of his life. He couldn't afford to get it wrong. A sharp pain was building in his forehead. It felt like someone was sticking a long needle into his skull right between his eyes. He wasn't used to this kind of prolonged effort. When he called on the Force, it was for quick bursts of action. But he ignored the pain, gritted his teeth, and made one final push. And then he felt it. Living creatures were not the only things with an affinity for the Force. Most of Set's adult life had been spent seeking out objects imbued with its power, initially on behalf of the Council of First Knowledge, then later on his own. He had become highly adept at recognizing the unique energy signatures projected by the talismans of the dark side. They called out to him more strongly than they did to most others. That was why, despite the fact it was on the very fringes of his awareness, he was able to sense it. It was like nothing he had ever felt before. Something so strong and powerful, it caused him to gasp with yearning. Andedu's holocron. It has to be. Xana had set her master Agonda Praketh to find it. Whoever had captured Bane must have taken the holocron for themselves. Set opened his eyes and shook his head, collapsing his awareness back to his immediate surroundings. 
His looming headache was gone, replaced by an aching desire to claim the holocron for himself. He had only a vague idea of where to find it. Once he was inside the stone prison, though, he was confident he'd be able to zero in on it quickly. For him, tracking a holocron was much easier than locating a person. Xana had commanded him to guard the ship, but he wasn't worried about anyone accidentally discovering it. He hadn't sensed anyone even remotely close to the landing bay. The question is, can you get the holocron and get back here before Xana finishes with Bane? It was risky. If she returned to discover he was gone, she might decide to end his apprenticeship and his life. Even if she didn't, she might just take the holocron for herself and set new he wouldn't be strong enough to stop her. But if you find the holocron, who says you have to bring it back here? Whoever had brought Bane to the stone prison had to be using one of the other landing bays for their own vessels. How hard could it be to steal one of those instead? The secret of eternal life versus the undying hatred of a Sith Lord. Is it worth it? That was one question Set had no trouble answering. Taking a glow lamp, he entered the stone prison through the same passage Xana had gone down less than 15 minutes earlier. We love bringing you more Star Wars, and it is because of our partners that we can do this week after week. So we invite you to be one of those partners. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep this going. Your support will give us the ability to create future episodes, as well as provide you with the best sounding show on your playlist. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click that listener support link. Now let's get back to the show. Bane could feel the hard iron of his shackles cutting into his wrists, and a grim smile played across his lips. The pain indicated that the sedative was wearing off. The dull gray fog that had clouded his thoughts was clearing, leaving his mind sharp and focused. Once again, he could feel the power of the dark side. It was strong in this place. The misery and suffering of centuries hung in the air here. Bane could almost hear the screams of all the countless victims still echoing off the walls. The memories of the last hour were hazy and confused, but he knew enough. His capture had been orchestrated by Kaleeb's daughter and the mysterious Iktochi who had stood at her side during the interrogation, and he owed his release to their other companion. He didn't know why the dark-skinned woman had injected him after the others had left. Despite his drug state at the time, he was certain it wasn't an accident or mistake. She had known what she was doing. Who she was and why she had done it, however, were beyond him. Not that her identity or her reasons mattered in the immediate future. She had given Bane all the help he needed, and soon he would be ready to make his move. The pain had spread beyond his wrists. His shoulders felt like they were being ripped from his sockets from bearing the brunt of his weight. The deep gashes on his cheek burned, and he could feel the small rivulets of blood creeping along his face and down along the line of his jaw before dripping to the floor. It's time. He lifted his head to make sure the door to his cell was still closed. He wanted to catch his captors by surprise. Then he began to gather the power of the Force. An instant later, the cuffs on his wrists and ankles shattered, exploding into a million pieces at a mere thought from Bane. He fell to the floor, his weary muscles unprepared to support his weight. It took him a moment to gather himself, and then a rush of adrenaline surged through his body and he was back on his feet. 
Bane felt naked without his lightsaber. But he wasn't exactly helpless without it. There were plenty of other ways to dispatch his enemies. Three quick strides brought him to the Durasteel door of his cell. He reached out and placed his left palm flat against the surface, then used the force to blow it outward. It flew across the room, striking and killing one of the guards sitting at a table playing cards. The remaining five guards scrambled to their feet, grabbing for their weapons. Bane lashed out with the force. The fury of his attack was muted by the last lingering effects of the drugs in his system, but it was still strong enough to knock them all to the floor and send the table flying into the wall where it cracked in half. Bane fell on the guards like an enraged animal, moving so quickly he was nothing but a blur. He brought his boot down on the throat of his nearest opponent, crushing his windpipe. He wrapped his muscular form around the next man's neck from behind in a chokehold, braced his other palm against his chin, and wrenched his head to the side, breaking his neck. Okay, this part was a little bit better. You know how I feel about action, and it was definitely present at the end of this part. It starts off slow, but ramps up viciously. Bane explodes out of the cell onto these poor guards. They didn't know what hit them. And before this part ended, Bane had already took out two of the guards like a ravenous animal. And that was it. You will have to tune in on Monday to find out what happens to the other three guards in the room. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars in 10. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Kenai Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.